Hey folks, and welcome to the Daily Ratings Podcast. It's a show where each week we'll sit down with Vincent Daly to get his thoughts on the latest movies he's been watching, both older films and new releases. And don't worry, there's no spoilers. Vince will give a brief review of the movie, share some thoughts, and of course, then rate the film. The daily ratings are always fair, honest, and most importantly, they're consistent. On today's show, Vince will be rating and reviewing Predator, directed by John McTiernan, Predator 2 by Stephen Hopkins, Predators by Nimrod Antal, The Predator by Shane Black, and finally, Prey, directed by Dan Trachenberg. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. Mr. Vincent Daly, how's it going, buddy? Hey, Tom, how's it going? It's going over, it's going really well for me. How was your? You had quite the Predator week. Oh yeah. How uh, was your? How was your Predator filled week? <laughs> was I the hunt? Was I the prey? Uh, <laughs> no, honestly, I, I'm a huge fan of Predator as a franchise. As uh, it, I was originally into Predator first uh, before even Alien, and then now Alien oh, really? obviously beats Predator for me. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I was very excited for this. Um, really, Prey wasn't a sequel I saw coming, but um, excited to to talk about these movies because honestly, a lot of these films I fall in love with again and again and again. Oh, uh, so it, it, there's there there there's a lot to love here. Yeah, that's cool, and of course, it fits in the five slot. Like it, this is pretty much a special that we're doing, but because yeah. because Prey's new, you mm-hmm. know, releasing releasing it as a normal mm-hmm. kind of episode. But I I don't know. It's fun that we have a five slot. I didn't really know about Prey, and I don't know the fact that it's on Hulu doesn't exactly sure get me excited. Sure, or, or speak or take quality. It seriously. Or, yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. Hulu's uh, main feature releases are a little bit light and uh, right toned down. I guess we could say if we want to be <laughs> generous. But <laughs> now to get. To get completely straight on this, mm. there are there are five true Predator franchise movies, and it is yes. these. Yes, the AV, the Aliens vs Predator mm-hmm. is their own storyline. Uh, I, I like believe the- they're not uh, canon anymore to the main storyline, uh, whatever that's worth uh, for uh, you know a slasher creature movie. <laughs> so right, uh, but AVP and AVP Requiem, I believe the sequel. Yeah, is there called. was two of them. Yep, those they don't are belong here. Yeah. Do they belong to Alien? Uh, no, they're kind of on their own island. Um, okay, uh, as far as their own storylines of these these kind of mashups here, it's almost like a Freddy versus Jason scenario where nine. Uh, night that doesn't really belong to either uh horror line right they're their own property on exactly. their own, on their own. Uh, and avp is is similar as well yeah, so uh, i was kind of confused growing up mm-hmm. um about it i was never gr- a big fan like you were sure, i remember seeing sure. the first alien versus predator in the movies sure sure which is arguably just a horribly terrible movie <laughs> Um, yeah, AVP was a guilty pleasure growing up. Uh, I, I, oh, for I, you, you yeah. watching your two mash up exactly, yeah. and, and it really, I really did fall into that hype. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I think uh, if if I had to, you know, really sell the idea of these original Predator movies, I mean, it's it's a 
it's a creature feature like you'd see in the 50s you know it's it's about it's just, finding out the rules of the creature yeah. and it's arguably one of the most iconic hollywood creatures i mean the predator is, yeah, is huge definitely definitely mm-hmm. and let's start there we're back in uh 1987 a lot of people might recognize this one visually because it's arnold schwarzenegger in mm-hmm. the jungle a lot of famous quotes come from this as well <laughs> yeah absolutely um, but this is 87 this is predator and what do we get with this first initial film in the franchise? Sure, sure. So we mentioned Lightning in the Bottle a, a few times on the show, and Predator is really one hell of a movie uh, to originate this franchise uh, of how it evolves from buff action to horror to survival, and it's all wrapped in this South African, uh, or I'm sorry, South American jungle setting. Uh, A lot of what I'll reference with all these films, I mean, it basically, like I said a moment ago, it is a creature feature. Mm -hmm. It's about finding out the rules of the predator. What are his tools? What are his, uh, you know, uh, vulnerabilities? Uh, How does he hunt? What What is the logic of the creature? Right. Pretty much every one of these, the elevator pitch isn't much more than Predator in this setting. <laughs> so where are we putting the Predator this week, basically? That really is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, it okay. basically just boils down to Which that. isn't bad because, I mean, you know, it's an easy way to make a movie fresh, mm-hmm. but it does work. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I think, again, I can't overcomplicate these films. I think the more they get yeah. complicated, the more they try to juggle things, that that's when they that, they get bad. That's you know? the worst. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think the simplicity of this first one is is part of that lightning in the bottle is that it's able to evolve into these different genres effortlessly because there's right. it's not right. it's not concerned with anything else. We really do follow it like a ride, you know, as a one track uh, type of way that the film evolves to it. Okay. But uh, it's in that first genre of action that the film really sells the magic. Uh, director John McTiernan is one away from directing one year away from directing Die Hard and just clearly knows how to create a dynamic action scene. There's just so much information given to the audience to create little little tiebacks and payoff uh, for when they're using the action. Um, the fir- very first shootout is a great example of that where we have all of the the buff stars uh, shooting up in a, in a, in a mercenary capacity uh, trying to capture and and recover some assets they're not up to speed on what they're doing but just in the shootout itself just the little things that are given to us as visual cues and then fall through on whether that's a flaming car pushed down into into the thing into the into the camp or you know just just something that is called back to there the action sequences are so dynamic they're not just I'm shooting a gun right. at something, it's a bullet sponge, and then either I win or lose. No, there's it's it's really a dance around the screen. A perfect example, actually, is in Die Hard. Die Hard glass is used as a repeat motif uh, of how it's going to be difficult for John McClane to get around the building. And uh, John McTiernan, as a director, is just so fantastic at tying little, little things like that into the action to make it much more than i shoot at you you shoot at me yeah that makes sense it does make sense because it's so it's so it's much more complicated than just your bare bones basic action absolutely because 
with this premise and what this movie is, it, it has complete room to be a very bad movie. Oh, yeah. Or generic, we, oh, sh- we should yeah. say. So he's very good at taking the non-generic route mm-hmm. and making it interesting for the viewers. So I think that makes total sense. Yeah, and I think uh, uh, total nostalgia glasses off. I mean, you boil a lot of this down. I mean, it is a simple slasher movie with a creature. Mm-hmm. I think what's shocking to maybe even fans of the series that – these films are almost destined for mediocrity, but it's the original right, ones right. that are able to take it up a notch, or at least this first one. Uh, I think universally it is agreed that it's able to take it so much farther than just a simple slasher or a simple creature feature. And I think that's impressive. Yeah. I think you're, I mean, you're, you're, you're already. You know, you're in the 80s action film, so right mm-hmm. away, it's just like, it's not looking good for you. Because <laughs> most 80s movies just aren't good. Right, right. But to, but, but to be so unique on on film number one, I think it's pretty great. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, and, and honestly, layering this action is key to how we discover so much about the Predator within the action, and not in clumsy info dumps. Uh, and mm. probably, this is the most successful at doing so. I mean, this is really fundamental stuff, folks. It is show, don't don't tell. So when Arnold and his and his comrades are finding out about the Predator, it is directly through the action. It is not someone saying, oh, yes, uh, the Predator hunts this way yeah. and he's vulnerable in this way. No, there's, there's nothing to that. So unfortunately, that is something that we get farther and farther away from as mm-hmm. this. And that is really where I would call this lightning in the bottle because it's able to communicate so much through action and action alone. And that's where it takes this very middle-of-the-road slasher with with an alien uh, type of movie and elevates it to truly great. Yeah. Like I said in the intro, uh, you know, uh, creature movies are about understanding the rules uh, of how the monster works. Uh, A successful creature movie delivers that information uh, through us, through action. Uh, We go back to almost our our zombie special, and we're finding out through the zombies uh, about, you know, through the action, you know, where we're learning about the creature along with the character. I would say countless lesser films would just dump a block of exposition on us to understand the Predator, but we'll put a we'll put a pin in that for now because that's definitely what a lot of sequels do. You know, <laughs> as as more lore, uh, more storytelling and world building around the Predator gets, and we learn about their you know their alien society and how they operate. A lot of that is just handled very generic and very clumsy, and I feel like it doesn't help. This it doesn't help yeah. it at all. Yeah, if anything, it just falls into where these films on the surface probably look like they belong with every other slasher and and kind of mediocrity. Right, yep. Like I would say, I mean, there are uh, a lot of action sequences and even more action heroes. uh, So let's go into it. We got Arnie Schwarzenegger. We got (laughs) Apollo Carl Weathers, uh, Bill Duke, Jesse Ventura, uh, and even uh, writer-director Shane Black, which we will revisit. Really? And this is is his... his that's Main, hilarious. Yeah, he's it, it, his comedic relief in this film uh, kind of spawned his career of then writing, I believe it's all the Lethal Weapons he wrote, uh, and then into his own directing career. Oh, uh, huh. yeah. I didn't think he was around that early on. Yeah, yeah. But if you're over the Lethal Weapons, that's awesome, mm-hmm. especially for one and two. Oh yeah, absolutely. All of the crew just oozes bravado uh, and and gives such a, a macho '80s feel uh, in a good way. It yeah. is not in a bad <laughs> way. Um, we of 
course, like you said, just get so many iconic uh, iconic lines. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the crew was even, uh, or rather the cast, was even working out behind takes so they could show a bigger pump uh, for the yeah, action sequences. Very Arnold in that time. <laughs> yeah. like, you know that was all him. But doing, apparently doing. everyone was doing it, too. So they were just they were fighting Arnold. Uh, it's just unreal. Uh, you know, Arnold throws a knife in a guy. He says, stick around. Uh, <laughs> of course, the classic get to the chopper, yeah. you know, uh, is, 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 is born from here. So there's a lot of iconic aspects to this film. I, I can't stress enough. If anything, going back to our Robocop review, that's not what's equaling a great movie here. And yeah. that's definitely where I'm putting my nostalgia glasses aside, uh, because I could see that and be charmed by it. I think maybe on a modern day watch, a very first watch if someone hasn't seen this film that could come off just like wow is this 80s or what yeah you know? <laughs> so and bad right yeah. right so i think um if anything what's what's interesting is that this first film the the bravado of the mercenary group uh is is intentional because uh, it does play into the arc of ultimately how the predator is taken down and right. what arnold and and crew have to do to not really get on his level but uh, hunt the hunter yeah. essentially it is all in the vein uh, of clearly being arnie's show uh it is it is it is 100% his character dutch is not only badass because he's uh you know he's he's impossibly buff and a mer- mercenary in, in, in South America, uh, but also because he's competent. I mean, this really hits a note of just being a character that I want to see problem solving on screen, you know? Uh, when the character learns something about the Predator, he absorbs it and adds it to his tool belt. Yeah. You know, this isn't a, a nugget that is a nugget of information that is dropped just for the audience. Uh, Arnie is taking that, and guess what? In just the same way, a an aspect is is dropped for the audience to pick up in an action sequence and then paid off in a single action sequence we have the same aspect throughout the entire film coming into play to tie back to by the end and when finally we're going head to head with the predator then i I think that that competent nature it it creates momentum for the finale and because of all things we have uh you know picked up as an audience is paid off on you know we hunt the predator along with arnie and i think that's part of the electricity here uh, of this first film it's just there's there's nothing that sets us back there's nothing that i would even consider a side story it is one straight a uh, shot towards a finale that is 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 electric still today. And it's funny how many callbacks almost we could make it back to the zombie uh, film. Sure. Mm-hmm. And it's very much the same thing as having that competent, char- competent character in that main one where you want to be with, mm-hmm. problem solve with him and yep. be on the be on the ride along with him. Mm-hmm. And it also makes it a believable character as well where you're not sure. sitting there rolling your eyes. Absolutely. Uh, maybe have some of the cheesy jokes or some of the one-liners, <laughs> sure. But the fact that they're putting Arnold Schwarzenegger in a not dumb jock or like yes. dumb beefcake position <laughs> right, is, right. is, I think, crucial to a film working like this. Exactly. Um, and that's good that it sounds like it does, too. Yeah, and and once again, I mean, it's something that we see the sequels just lose as yeah. far as it. They, they, and, to, and, you know, it's, it's, it is the one benefit of being the first film, too, sure. because you are you have nothing but to learn with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Then that, mm-hmm. Since you don't have those information dumps, mm-hmm. and they're just telling you, there's something very fun about that, and yeah. sitting on the edge of your seat of finding things out with him, and you, basically next to him, being that man in the camera, sure. along for the ride basically that you just you can't recreate that Mm -hmm. because now we know what the predators is and all the upcoming films you know it's it's like how do you rebirth that it's tough yeah clearly they said let's just stick him in 
let's just do Predator here. Let's just do Predator mm-hmm. here. But still, mm-hmm. we know what the deal is right. at, at some level still. And, and and I think you bring up a good point because you, you can't, you know, followers of the franchise, they're going to know what the Predator is about, his vulnerabilities right. and whatnot. And it's a shame that the new story elements, the new world building around Predator is handled just through exposition. You know, I'd be fine if maybe catching up with the existing knowledge of the Predator is handled through exposition. Right. Uh, but still handle the new developments through action. It is the advantage, this being the first one, though. Yeah, it has all the action is discovery yeah. around the creature, yep. which is, again, it's just it's just a dynamite film. And you can be more simple, Not maybe not as a simple, completely basic film, but you don't need to do any extra mile, where mm-hmm. for the, all the movies after this, it's, Okay, what are we going to do this time? Sure. How are we going to present the audience with something that's going to make them, you know, wonder mm-hmm. or curious or blah, blah, blah. With this, you can be just stick them in a jungle and just leave them there. <laughs> right. It can be simple yeah. and in ways that's why it works the best. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, it just, the, this first one is just uh, on, on such a different level. Um, and, and even watching it, uh, it's something that I think has a, there's, there's a lot of appreciation for time after time upon viewing it because you pick up how much is how many seeds are planted throughout the action and mm-hmm. that they're going to be calling back to. And I think that really is the best part about uh, taking this and, you know, a simple premise and making it great. Uh, I'll end with the man in the suit himself, uh, Kevin Peter Hall. He plays the Predator in the first two ones and uh, the semi-unsung hero, uh, as especially we move towards more... CGI uh, incorporations sure. to the Predator. Uh, believe me, as a fan of this franchise, I would love nothing more to just gush over how cool the weapons and the creature design are. But if only for this first one, those are the real spoilers. It is the creature itself. Yeah. You know? Agreed. Um, if you haven't seen Predator, uh, it's, it's going to be a very positive recommendation for me because I think there is such enjoyment to unpacking that, to finding out what he's about and uh, or what it's about and and how it hunts and everything like that. The story is unraveling the rules of the creature and especially for how abrupt the film ends, there's really not much more than to that and that's not a bad thing, you know. I think if this movie had a side story in some sort of way, it would be significantly worse, you know. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, and Almost unfortunately, a lot of modern films fall in that they feel they need some sort of juggling of multiple plots to achieve complexity. This is simple and straight to the point, but has complexity through its action, which is so so much easier said than done. Yeah. You know, I would say critically, I can say the special effects hold up well, uh, and most of that is sold by Kevin's great practical work with being in a big alien suit. Um, you know, I mean, I think <laughs> this I haven't checked on modern prices of what a Predator suit is, but as a kid, uh, you know. I was I was fascinated that you could actually like buy a you know a rubber predator suit and it looked pretty good. I saw you know? one at Comic Con a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, it looked very good. He <laughs> so, needed help. He needed help walking down the stairs, which was funny. <laughs> Having two people next to the predator helping him walk down nice, gingerly the nice. steps. <laughs> Geriatric yeah. predator. Yeah, <laughs> it is a stellar start, and and I I can't stress enough, folks. Not only for an iconic Hollywood creature, not only for an iconic Hollywood actor like Arnie, it is because it is a it is a well-crafted movie inside and out. It is a tight package, a, a, a lightning in a bottle. Predator really walks the walk and talks the talk because it is layered in the action. Uh, it's just so well-crafted for that reason. Um, while the sequels enjoyably build on the Predator's lore and mythos, plot and structure-wise... 
everything is in the shadow of this first film. We're going to go ahead and give Predator 82. Wow. 82. Very good score. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's no wonder why there's still four and they're still making films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying to revisit the same premise, uh, Predator in X location. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And for all the times that you've seen this in your life and, and sitting down for the podcast and, and watching this again, that's great that it still brings oh, a uniqueness yeah. or a freshness or is still enjoyable after watching well it so many times. Well over double-digit watches. Uh, and really? And still. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, wow. I, again, I loved Predator first. Uh, right. You know, <laughs> before Alien even. So I was uh, I was, I was, was almost shocked, you know, how much a film can can stay true to an enjoyable experience, you know, uh, getting getting involved in that and getting in. in you know enveloped in the storytelling of it okay well that's that's a big score it's 82 for the first predator i love it i think that's great Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of folks that haven't seen it maybe should give it a watch because i think there's a there's a stigma behind this genre and these films as well whether it be alien or whether it be predator where it's maybe not for you but i feel like this is more wider reaching than you would think yeah absolutely yeah so and i think 82 represents that as well but okay so that's 1987 we're jumping three years ahead this is 1990 and this is very simply predator 2 and this is steve Hopkins now directing and what story do we get here where is the predator and who are actors in this one sure sure so uh, I, I you know as far as uh, this one predator is in the concrete jungle which is like <laughs> alright you know it's really you know predator <laughs> in the city is the next thing you go but I, I gotta say I, I, I really have to defend this one I've actually been really nervous uh, out of out of okay. however many films we have now yeah i i you know i obviously i have some some controversial opinions among those uh and predator 2 might be one of the most controversial uh and i was a little bit nervous about this okay so, uh, i made sure i i really really with a fine tooth comb went over this film and uh it's because this film is really universally hated by critics and fans this really? is not a well-received predator uh and, I and the fans like this one. no no <laughs> <laughs> I like this one. Fans do not. <laughs> um, okay. The claim is that it is a failure to take what works in the original and has less star power on screen and uh, to boot, worse action. Uh, but damn it, I love this movie. Okay. This All is, right. This is so much better of a sequel than like almost every other sequel that has come out, you know, <laughs> AVP included. Um and I, I'm just going to really have to defend this one because I am in the outlier for sure. I recognize that. Uh, bring on the hate mail, you know. But this is this is a good Predator I, movie. Let me quell you real quick on this. Sure, sure. Um, I watched Predator 2 for the first time kind of recently. Okay, all right. And I was surprised with how much I actually enjoyed it. Good, okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. right there, I think you're on good turf. That's okay. <laughs> At least I have in this apartment. In the room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sink together. Yeah. Uh, our opening shot, pans over trees in a familiar juggle setting until Los Angeles. The Predator is in the concrete jungle. Uh, and an important note to make, because part of the actual critical hate of this, you know, of, of other critics, is that this movie was made in 1990, and the story is set in 1997. This is a hyper-stylized, fictional, sci-fi, 
if you will, with this sci-fi alien. Yeah, definitely um, sci-fi, yeah. Yeah, uh, it, this is a fictionalized, hyper-stylized L.A. A- every day, the heat is over 100 degrees. One of my favorite aspects is that everyone has sweat part of their, like, huge sweat stains as part of their <laughs> costume. I don't know if I remember uh, that one. <laughs> like, everyone. Like, through suits, through jackets, like, everyone has sweat stains. You know, the gangs, they are blown out of proportion and, and to the point of fantasy. They are, like, there. there's, like, a Jamaican voodoo gang, which is, like, you know, a little tasteless, a little, you know, almost <laughs> offensive. All of this is, like, driving home that overpopulation is out of control. I mean, in, in the way that a sci-fi should be, it's taking these elements and making them campy making mm-hmm. them cartoonish certainly but that is the point and yeah. i feel like a lot of flack comes towards this film that there's not a realism to la it is a comic bookish campy cartoony la okay but it's also about a space alien that hunts Yeah, it kind of makes you know it. It's kind of pulp yeah. part of it that makes it good, yeah. We, we can have some pulp. We can have some uh, some 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 campiness to it. You know, I mean, this... Yeah, I, I think definitely. Yeah, uh, at the time and even currently uh, to today, you know, you have to understand this setting was seven years ahead of the release. It, there is an intentional stylization to it, and I, I have no problem if a comic bookish campiness is is. T- taken to a film but it has to be appropriate and what's more appropriate to blow something out than to be a stylized city yeah. for a stylized monster to have a romp in you know that makes sense yeah i, I mean i enjoyed i enjoyed watching it but i i, I don't know <laughs> you gotta hit me with a tommy two shoes no, with this no. predator two. <laughs> I, I just think i had no issues with it and yeah i don't know if it made sense I never really like reflected on it that much, but mm-hmm. thinking on it now, it's like watching it. I don't know. I th- thought it made sense. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Hey, I wasn't sitting there angry that we weren't getting some sort of realistic LA or some such. Right, right. Uh, I'll put it this: it definitely was nothing like Escape from LA or anything <laughs> like that. You know, I mean, we were <laughs> right, we were right. watching something with some semblance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of normality. So, I I thought it. You know, if you're going to blow out the edges a little bit or, mm-hmm. you know, change it up or massage it a little mm-hmm. bit and mm-hmm. into an L.A. that you want, I, I had no issues. Sure, sure. And, and honestly, I, I think it gets a good rating for me, not because of my my love or, or nostalgia of these these stylized elements. It gets, a, it gets a good rating from me because it has the same fundamentals as Predator 1, and that is unraveling the rules of the creature. Mm. Uh, and that really is the mark uh, here of, of how they're unraveling the rules of the creature and what that what that end product is because some some of these sequels do just the same or have the same approach to it but it's layered in the most you know boring way possible uh danny glover partner again <laughs> speaking of shane black yeah. and writing, is our lead here playing action an action-packed detective um in this car cartoonish gangland he's hanging out of cars shooting at you know uh uh gang members that are are entrenched behind you know flaming vehicles and everyone has laser sights on their guns it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's extremely 90s and right off the back i enjoyed this slight mix-up in perspective 
perspective with with Arnie, he is a mercenary, so he learns about the predator because of his desire to kill it. Um, with Danny being a detective, he is naturally inclined to investigate the mystery of the predator. So, well, maybe not every piece of the predator is, or every piece of information of the predator is gained through action. Right, it is gained through him as a character being interested in what the hell is this this monster in my city? Yeah, you know, it's a little bit on. more, a little bit noir esque. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. So fundamentally, we interact with the plot in the same way, but in a new spin as the sequel and guess what you know it goes back to what you said that first one we have the advantage of not knowing what the predator is about right the second one guess who knows what the predator is about the audience members so yeah. when it plays yeah. into an investigation story we're able now to interact with the plot in the best ways that a detective story is that we're putting the pieces together with the character yeah definitely and again, that's where my argument is here. Same fundamentals as Predator 1, different spin. And that equals a good movie for me. But it has to have those fundamentals to it. I of, think that works completely. Yeah. I think it comes across well, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Because uh, Glover carries it. Uh, yeah. Oh, I would yeah. say. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, he's definitely nowhere as badass as, uh, as Arnie. No, but he's, he's not got supposed a, to be, though. Right, He's right. just not supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. He's just an L.A. detective. He's got some great lines in this, though. I mean, the, the no, way I, he curses, the way he gets angry in this, I mean, it's very enjoyable. That's why, and that's yeah. why he's so good in the Lethal Weapons. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Which we're definitely going to have to cover soon. I mean, uh, there's I four we, of them. Yes, well, and there's been a fifth one that's been talked about. There you go. There's our five spot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just needed to be. We needed to be made. We need it done. Yeah. And apparently, it's in the works. Or definitely, like everyone's in. Apparently, sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. I hope we get it sooner rather than later. That's great. That's anyway, great. anyway, back to the. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my my main crux or the main crux of my my uh, defending of this is that people think that it's nothing like Predator One, where the fundamentals are, if anything, probably the closest to Predator One mm -hmm. of any of these films we're going to be talking about today, but it's just. It, it, it's a different lens of how we're seeing the same information be consumed by our characters, problem solved with our characters, and then attacked as an action yeah. and as a horror slasher. So uh, let's tackle some of the bad, though, because uh, it can't all be good with a film that is hated on this much. And I mean, there's a lot of hate on this one. Uh, my main problem really boils down to Bill Paxson and, and Gary Busey. Paxson is basically fills the shoes of Shane Black uh, as the slight comedic relief. He's just just classic annoying character. And yeah, it's a shame. The, yeah, the difference between annoying character in the first one, is, you know, I mean, there's 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 a limited runtime. We'll say <laughs> <laughs> that that he's on screen. Uh, Paxton sticks around well beyond uh, his his he, beyond his welcome. <laughs> he overstays his welcome. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he needs to he needs to get the boot a, a lot earlier in the story. And his character is of course supposed to be stupid, but I think in just the same way that I'm so hyper focused on characters being competent in horror films, uh, his character hurts some of the enjoyment when his jokes are taking away from Danny being legitimately awesome and badass on screen. You know, he really is a one man force, much like how Arnie is, right. but his setting is his city that he's a detective. In, right, right. You know? It's his prowess. The story does have some more generic elements to it as well. Uh, we find that in Gary Busey being this federal investigator character. Honestly, that is. 
that's another note for this entire series. Anytime they incorporate a federal element trying to capture the predator or anything like that, it is the worst part of all these films. Uh, it is it is it just like so generic. Like we don't need okay. it. It's about the one on one. It's about the hunt. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Busey, I kind of forget Busey's character a little bit, but he's like over the top, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as he is as a as an actor, as many I things. Feel, well, yeah. we loved him last week, right? <laughs> uh, uh, Gary Busey didn't he play the alcoholic? father no in warrior <laughs> you're thinking of nick nolte oh. <laughs> very different very different that's right i'm thinking of nick nolte yeah, in my mind i interchange them all the time actually now that i come to think of it one of them's in the lethal weapons movie now i can't even think and remember who the hell it is uh, i'm pretty sure it's Buse. i don't know actually i forget <laughs> all right scratch uh, <laughs> the, the pacing is hurt by this it's bullshit you know what i mean it's it's useless when they're bullshit. interacting with exactly the fight scenes, yeah. you know it's it, instead what it what it creates in the script is that it is about it switches the conflict from man versus kind of force of nature uh, being the predator to man versus man and it takes that that emphasis away from the hunt, you know what I mean? Right. No, absolutely. Uh, which is easily the strongest part about it, and what everyone it is, is the signing most up engaging. for. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's when you're most engaged. You know, it's well, called Predator. Know. You know, it, yeah, <laughs> but it's also an action movie, and you can't say that the interactions between the two and the conflicts aren't something that you should necessarily automatically write off. Sure, I just sure. think they're done poorly. You would say, right? In execution, they could be good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In concept, they they're meant to create maybe some variety to it, a different perspective uh, for the Predator. Right, they should be important again right, it is right. an action flick it's a horror yeah. action movie sure absolutely but in execution i would Bad. say across the board when they when they muddy the water to it when we basically lose the perspective uh, of our main character as the sole perspective in these films that's where that's where you know the quality kind of dips sure with it. yeah honestly it is it is crazy though how much hate this movie gets people think this is the worst predator uh and i do not i am far wow. from that uh it, that it is, surprises me yeah. yeah it is unreal uh i would say the same love of lore building uh is there for for what is going to be the focus of this entire series about giving us nuggets of information about the Predator, that's, I can't stress enough, it's handled in the same way that we're getting it through action and not lore dumps, and we're not just getting exposition about the Predator and then the action is separate. Uh Uh, And that's what's important for a sequel. The fundamentals of how the story works and how we're interacting with the story, that is a sequel to it. Uh, If it can, if it can make a if it can expand the uh, the world if it can uh, maybe give us a fresh a fresh perspective or a kind of a re-roll of the circumstances but still has that fundamentals of how that previous story worked that is a sequel to me not us needing to be in the jungle not us needing yeah, to yeah. have more horror sequences you know what i mean yeah no definitely uh, a goofy cartoony la is fine for that because guess what we now have fun set pieces to still work in that same type of logic of we're finding out about the creature and how we're hunting it. This film is absolutely still about the discovery of the creature now wrapped in a, a very stylized city. I think the flack this film gets for its style and setting is totally undeserved uh, and if anything I applaud them for switching things up so much because again it understands the core is about unpacking the creature not necessarily the circumstances that the creature is shown. Now bring on the hate man we're gonna give predator 2 a 78 
Bring it on. It's a very high score. I am. I will defend it to the death. I'm dying on the hill. I think it's a good. I think it's a good movie. It's an engaging movie, and I think it's what it is. It's, it's supposed like, to be what it is. Yeah. I, I, I'm cool with a 78. Yeah. You know. A, I mean, it, camp it's is high a hard score thing. for you. Right. Right. It's high it score. is a high score. It is high score. I am defiant with it, though. It, you know, camp, uh, campiness, cartooniness. Uh, it's hard to defend, and I think that the argument for it has been so perverted by Marvel, you know, I mean, what what people watch on screen, but seriously, watch this film for how goofy and how cartoonish it is. Again, something so simple as the sweat stains on every person. Every person is just sweating (laughs) in three places through their shirts. I'm not saying that adds substance to it, but it is style that that plays into a a fun way to consume what we're ultimately going to have to discover about the predator in the same format it's, right. it's those those things do add up to you know uh enjoyment of that and going along the ride with danny glover in the detective stance in the city mm-hmm. i just think it is completely different it's a yeah. very much different film than number one absolutely and for that i i respect your 78 yeah <laughs> You did. You do. But I do. I do. I do. <laughs> I don't. I don't think a lot of people. If will. I went back and looked at all the other ratings and compared, maybe <laughs> you know how I love to do that. Then we'll see. But no, I, I love it, and I think you make a good case for it. And yeah. I would love to get hate mail. Yeah, yeah. People want to give us money, and I'll read. I'll happily, gleefully read the hate mail to you. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's nineteen ninety. Predator two, the seventy eight. So far, one and two are doing great. Great. And it's 20 years later until we get our next true Predator. But this is where we have the AVPs, correct? Yeah, yeah. For Predators, uh, there's a lot of time between Predator 2 and Predators. Uh, A lot is done with the franchise. There are about over two dozen comic book runs uh, from 1990 onward, which basically become the... Not the source material. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is the source material for the franchise, uh, published by Dark Horse too. So reputable. Film wise, we have the two AVP movies, which we started the podcast kind of talking about, right. uh, and now those are spinoff franchise. But for a time, they were canon to the the lore yeah. building of the Predator, and that's where we get this twenty year gap from nineteen ninety. We're now in two thousand and ten. And this is Predators. Mm-hmm. So we have Predator, Predator 2, and now this is Predators, yeah. which is technically film number three. What do we get with this 20 years later? How do we return to this character? Sure, sure. So where where I maybe give some idea to how there are so many stories uh, being told in many different formats, probably a handful of video games as well, between the two films – it's it's going to be a challenge from basically 2000s onward to basically tell a unique Predator story because yeah. especially with the comic books are concerned, there are very, very wild things being done with the Predator. You can take it in a lot of different directions. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so there's not a lot of unique uh, aspect to it. Uh, Predators does take a good stab at originality. Uh, we are dropped back in the jungle, but that's not quite the jungle we know. Uh, we focus on a crew of mercenaries and thugs again, but it, they don't seem to know each other or even how they got involved in the jungle. The only thing is certain is that they are being hunted. And by the new plural uh, <laughs> designation of the title, it is suggesting that multiple predators are hunting them. Right. I got to say, I really enjoyed this initial mystery of what the hell was happening in the film. Uh, and it really... That's good. That's important to get back. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That mystery and that, yeah. Like, what? How, how does this work out? 
don't. Yeah. It it really is the probably the best chance this film has at its kind of inaccurate comparisons to being the most dangerous game with sci-fi spin on it. Okay. Um, yeah, I you know, it, th- that's used a lot in comparison. I, I, you know, I'm not even the, you know, in the literary analysis of most dangerous game, but it kind of is a different, you know, it's just, it's just someone's hunting people. You know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, it's not, it's not really the, the same thing, but it really was the most enjoyable parts. And that's where I, you know, more, maybe more carefully than I do normally, I want to tiptoe around you know what the the simple answer is to where they are and and who these people are interacting with the predator because it really was one of the few enjoyable parts about this film but man is this one sunk with some bad bad lazy Uh-oh. ass writing man oh, man oh really super disappointed he's got a big cast one. here on this yeah, one yeah yeah uh, oh, that's a huge shame. You know, the concept of strangers forced into a hunting ground doesn't really have to be the most complex story, but wow, does this plot make the most predictable choices. Folks at home, if you can think about that premise and think about what maybe a twist and turn will be, guess what? It probably happens in the film, and you really don't have to watch this movie. <laughs> um, a perfect example is... is People really just sacrifice themselves randomly, and it pays off so weak because there's no bonds between these characters. Uh, but the scenes really try to sell it in the most phony way possible. The music sell swells. There's a they're they're briefly triumphant. You know, it goes on and on. It's very predictable as far as like a a blockbuster film or okay. wannabe blockbuster film. Because I don't think this film really did that good as far as the no. box office goes. No, 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 yeah. no. Worst of all, the film is packed, and I mean packed, with exposition dumps about how the Predator oh, works, right? and they're hunting, yeah. Uh, it's, it's exactly it, what you liked not about the first one, or exactly what you liked about the first one, it not having that. Absolutely. It is, it could, you know, if, if Predator 2, I had to argue that it's it's a it's actually a functioning sequel, mm-hmm. my argument here is that this is a total 180 as a sequel. Yes, this may feel more jungly predator like people wanted as out of right. a sequel but it couldn't be farther in function of how this film actually works and that really is it really does come down to writing at that yeah, point mm-hmm. absolutely. yeah absolutely uh adrian brody just makes smug guesses about how, about how the predator works and that's what they work off of in the problem solving I think worst of all is he's rewarded for being correct too with these smug guesses. <laughs> you know, it's not good. You're not along with the character. You're Absolutely, not get, you're not getting those adding of the tool belt like you were saying yeah. with Arnie, where he's learning things, picking up things, and using that being mm-hmm. a smart person. Absolutely, that, yeah, yeah. By by, um, uh, there there's a plot device that they have these like predator dogs uh, uh, in. <laughs> we're, we're, we're working with you. Uh, <laughs> in this film that. You know, they they're 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 a hunting tool of the hunter as dogs are used in it. And and Adrian Brody's character is just so like gruff and like I would do that and this is why they're doing that. And he's just right and it's it's annoying that he's right yeah. and it's untested. But it does it, it it I think it fails because we're not discovering that <laughs> alongside the character. The character is prescribing that to us. It's he's he's talking to us to get us up to speed yeah. with it. Yep. And that's not that's nowhere near the same satisfaction as Arnie coming across a vulnerability of the Predator in, in the jungle through a direct action and yeah. through a direct action sequence that we've all seen. You know what I mean? We see it play out, and that's how we get the info. 
Lawrence Fishburne as well. Wow. <laughs> we talked about new Morpheus <laughs> last week. Old Morpheus. Uh, <laughs> man. Acting uh, or writing? Acting or writing? Both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, easy, easy. Get them off. Get them off the screen. Uh, <laughs> it's in this as well that he basically pops into the plot to explain the entire plot and destroy any mystery uh, of what is going on with these multiple predators and what they're about. Oh, really? Uh, I mean, it is in one scene that we basically get the entire elevator pitch. And it's just such a shame because, again, Hmm. I would say a good maybe quarter of the film, I was super invested of what the hell is going on with this. And then Lawrence Fishburne told you. (laughs) He told me, and then he told me everything the Predators were about (laughs) and how to kill them and how he killed them in the past. And and yeah, it's Oh, that's bad. Yeah, it's bad. That's weird. It's lazy. I guess that is really lazy and bad writing. Yeah. You you would think at some point somewhere, someone along the road would be like, maybe we should make it more difficult to know what's going on rather than just telling the audience specifically what the deal is. Exactly. That's a shame. Exactly. Hmm. And and, and of this large cast that you commented on, you know, there's... uh, Yeah, my boy's in it. (laughs) Which which one's your boy? Uh, Walton Goggins. He plays Stan's. Who's Walton Goggins? Walton Goggins. He was. The- <laughs> I watched the film and it was Walton Goggins. Oh wait. Oh, he's. Uh, he was in Justified, yes. and now Tarantino picked him up too yes, as a guy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Walton. Yeah, he actually is good at it. So <laughs> I'll take it back. Oh, I, I do remember him. I just I had no idea. His yeah, he name. played Stans. Yeah. <laughs> you say that like I know the the character. Well, you watched the movie. Yeah, I don't know. You know. Anyway, the rest of the cast. What do we else we have? <laughs> It's the guy from um, the comedy show, That's So 70s Show in this? Is that him? Oh, Topher Grace. Terrible. That makes sense. I mean, how, yeah, would, yeah. How, how is it possible that he would be uh, He definitely plays into the predictable, the predictability of the writing. You know what I mean? Okay. Again, you know, if you, if you thought, uh, if you were forced to think of three twists and turns in a, in a uh, blockbuster script, guess what? You will hit some twist and turn that is in this film okay you know it's it's yeah it's really annoying who played the movie idiot then or is there too many of them they're kind of all idiots danny trejo is in it he not he had to be god awful <laughs> no no he's i don't know you, you hating on machete yeah oh really big, oh, big time. okay all right we'll have to do a uh a machete special sometime. <laughs> i don't know i yeah I'm, I'm not really defending any of the performances here because again they're really just tools to one Make this like generic. They're, they're forced together, and, and and again, it's 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 trying no, to I get. I, I don't hate that. Yeah, it would be better if you just didn't tell the audience anything, right? And it, then it, you had this element of like, okay, who are they? How did they get here? What's going on? Sure. How many are there? That type of deal. Right, right, and and, and it really the the group is brought together against the odds that they're facing, obviously, right. uh, of of multiple predators hunting them down. But it would be so different if that maybe we saw those bonds in just the same way that we don't see knowledge of the Predator gained through action. We don't see these bonds created through action either. Mm-hmm. It's just that they're strangers. We get briefed by Lord Fishburne. <laughs> and then they're <laughs> not really strangers anymore to the point that they're sacrificing themselves for each other. <sighs> and it just feels so incredibly unearned. Yeah. Um, it, it really does. Uh, about as generic as it can be. And this is honestly is a perfect example of like on the surface you maybe look at this film and say oh I mean what's the difference between any of the Predators uh, movies you know I mean this just seems like the same you know alien slasher movie yeah it's not at all in execution it, it is it is it fails to reach the great yeah, it sounds like there's so know? much less yeah yeah uh, it's it's just so unearned 
that that really was my 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 you know <laughs> it, it it I cannot understate how unsatisfying it is to be told every answer around the mystery of the scene, and I mean in a single scene. It was in one scene that <laughs> Fishburne just gives us the whole lowdown, you know. Unearned is the word I would describe it all as, uh, and I would say even as a huge fan of the series, uh, there there isn't much to rave about. Uh, the lethality of the predators has gone way down. Uh, little is done with the ongoing lore building, surprisingly. Uh, despite having multiple predators, and again, if anything, you can say, you know, well, was this expedition dump, you know, did uh, exposition dump? Did we have, uh, you know, a lot of new revelations around what the predators are? No, <laughs> it's, it's it's surprisingly little. You can boil all of these movies down to a bloody slasher with an alien. Uh, it is not complicated stuff. What is masterful is how that simple premise is unraveled, not through dialogue, but action. This is fundamentals, folks. Like I said, it is show, don't tell, and this film is telling it all, whether you were listening or not. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is telling it all. And it fails to be any more than a simple slasher premise for that reason, riding on the coattails of the franchise. We're going to go ahead and give Predators a 45. Ooh, good. I like it. <laughs> I bet you won't catch any flack on that one. Sure. I think a 45. Cause this it, is... it is kind of just an inoffensive movie, you know what I mean? Especially when it, it tries to create those fake empathy moments within right. the squad. You know, I, I hate that. Oh, I would hate that. I hate that so much. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know? I think most people do. Absolutely. Yeah. Unearned. Okay. So that was 2000. So we're jumping eight years in ahead. We're in 2018. This is now Shane Black directing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who we, I think we like generally, but sure. Um, this is The Predator, mm -hmm. film number four. <laughs> And how do we return to it? A nightmare of titles to deal with. It, yeah, it's, it's just like, you know. <laughs> it's like, please don't. Don't just put a thought in front of it. Like, it's very confusing. <laughs> um, so what do we get with, how do we return? How do we do they make it fresh, unique? I mean, what yeah. do we, like, um, you think you're running out of options at this point. The Predator is, is a weird, weird movie. It's tough to honestly talk about okay. with how much it uh, tries to juggle and, and kind of fails at the juggling act. I mean, honestly, who would have thought the funny guy from Predator 1 would go on to have a career in directing and writing? At least on the in the podcast, we actually covered Kiss Kiss Bang Bang uh, not too long ago, and a The Nice Guys is a huge favorite yeah. of ours. You did not love uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Though. I didn't love it, no. Nice no. Guys is... Yeah. That's high on the ratings, yeah. It is, it is. And, uh, you know, as far as making the sequel and a fresh take on the franchise, it really does sound like a match in heaven with with one of the original cast members right. helming this. But uh, I can't tell you, that is not the case here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Predator uh, tells a story with surprisingly little from the alien. We really don't see a lot of the Predator here, uh, or at least the Predator in an action capacity. The runtime is crowded with three story perspectives, uh, one of which is a child, believe it or not. And if folks, you know me, it's not good uh, news. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't hate children, but <laughs> I did not like this child right. perspective. We it hate was... child actors. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it, is, it is really bad. Uh, this gives us the elevator pitch of Predator in the Suburbs, as lame as that sounds. It does so sound this, lame. Yeah. Does that sound like a movie you want to watch? Yeah, it sounds lame, sounds lame. Does that sound like you go out to the movie theater for Predator in the Suburbs? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if there's a kid involved. Yeah, exactly. 
So uh, Shane may be directing here, but what lacks is his signature style in him penning the script as well. He is writing here as well, which originally I did not think was the case, but he is writing here as well. This movie is just being different for a Predator story. Uh, it just it is very different for a Predator story, and I and in ways I want to applaud Shane Black for you know right. trying props, something different props you know for I mean? mixing it up yeah. yeah but because of it being different it actually falls into generic pitfalls of other hollywood type of movies other blockbuster action films or even other kind of blockbuster slasher movies it falls into very generic ways which is so odd to say because shane black is you know he's a, he's an aggressor his his scripts are looking to offend uh, his scripts are looking to be edgy, you know, almost sure. overly edgy in a way. And it's so so odd to have this fall into these generic pitfalls that it, it really it, it it's almost mind boggling how bad this movie is. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, it's 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 a mess. Uh, the plot just drags and drags. We we split the time between a soldier plot, a kid plot, and a government plot. Okay, and obviously these things converge. At some point, but each piece is so impossibly weaker for it, and as a result, we it, it feels like a soulless slasher movie. It it doesn't feel like a labor of love, love that you would you would almost guess that Shane Black would be dying to return to this. You right. know, he is now you know maybe five six movies into his directing career, uh, a huge success as writing. So imagine getting the opportunity to work a sequel of what spawned your whole career. It would you know be pretty I mean? Yeah, it's I wonder a, what went wrong. It's a it's a dream project, but I just feel again, it's it's man, it's it's just odd how this film comes in execution off as the most generic thing possible by trying to be different. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's an oddball. Um, yeah, it was there. These three different storylines was one of them at least enjoyable. You know, I mean, the kid one we don't we don't like. Was yeah. there some where we were just like, oh, at least we're back here now. I like these guys. Yeah, I think by the time they tie all together, the government plot kind of dissolves into it. Okay. And then it's just about the soldier and the kid. I, I don't know. I, I just don't think that is a a worthwhile perspective to view the Predator through or to discover the Predator through. Like, okay. you know, like I argued for Predator right. 2. Uh, Danny being a detective, hey, that's that's an interesting character to approach the challenge of the Predator. Uh, I think a, a soldier's already been done and a kid is not interesting. Right. You know? Oh, I mean, yeah, 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 for sure. Not, you know, with no spoilers, but there, you know, there are plot armor elements because they're for this odd rated r film we're now trying to make these feel-good elements around the kid plot it's just very odd it's it's a eye rolly eye rolly eye rolly and like the weirdest rated r film i've ever seen you know in a bad way yeah, that could in be a cool, bad but way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you look at some of the other movies. Shane is is both writing and directing. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Iron Man three. Nice guys and story expectations are flipped on their head to tell unique stories. This movie has a similar quality that it's trying to take your expectations for a Predator story and say, ah, screw you. Yeah, you actually don't know how this goes. Right. And I like the brazenness of that. But again, what is the odd after product, the odd result of that is 
the movie is just super generic, and you know, and it's just it feels terrible for that reason. It is, it, it fails to have follow through in creating anything interesting, creative, or even unique with this. And I, I hate to be that harsh on a director I do appreciate, but man, this is it, it's a mess of a film. Yeah, it's a, it's, man, it's, that sucks. Yeah, it's like a Frankenstein's monster of Hollywood movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's nuts. Uh, worst of all, this film's action takes the biggest hit. Guns fights have just no weight. You know, bullets are not a factor that we're dealing with. It doesn't injure the predator. It doesn't injure anyone, <laughs> you know, unless the story no deems it to. Yeah, yeah no exactly. Stakes. The structuring of the fight fights are more around people versus people, which is, again, I think the, the pitfall of the series, keep us people versus the predator yep. or, or him being a force of hunting. And these lame action sequences... Uh, are, are like predator on a baseball field <laughs> predator in a locker room like do these sound like electric ideas no you want you, know? <laughs> you want dystopian la yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> you know predator 2 predators on the top of a building and he he absorbs lightning that's badass <laughs> you know that's what i want to see i don't care how goofy it is predator in a baseball field yeah <laughs> It's like Pepper's running across a baseball field. It's just like, oh my god! This is the most, <laughs> the most generic thing possible. Oh, oh man, that's, that's it's so bad. But but really, my my the shame of it is that again, there is a similar approach. If anything, there's the most lore building in this film. Mm-hmm. We find out the most about predator society and um predator politics and you know it almost like way too much if anything it okay. kind of ruins maybe even some of the mystique around the creature i think there's i think that's so often true yeah you know it's like it's like a gals in the olden days who <laughs> just see an ankle where sometimes the imagination is better than <laughs> right, right. revealing bikinis i think i think that's a that's a great way to put it because <laughs> you know if anything that's what spawned a huge comic book run because we didn't get answers after two movies and people obviously yeah you don't know shit about the character yeah Yeah, exactly so they wanted to build the lore around it so it's a real shame that obviously some of this maybe comes from action and kind of passes this this test i've had through the franchise so far of what is a good movie and what maybe elevates it to be a great movie but the action itself is so inconsequential it's it's just ridiculous it doesn't even focus on predator half the time as the primary threat so yeah, maybe if some insight comes from that from that action, sure, but it's not even focused on our guy. It's the movie's called The Predator. <laughs> the not the predator and government agencies and uh, a kid and you know, it's the It's so ridiculous. I I really, I I I'm in disbelief about this movie. Last thing I will touch on is acting and characters. And I got to say, you know, we, we say a, a lot of our guys, our girl, Olivia Munn, yeah. uh, god awful in this. It's not surprising. She's yeah. just, she's bad. Yeah. Uh, rip uh, OG uh, attack of the show <laughs> for that. Man, it, it's just, it's just so painful watching this government plot that she's a part of on screen because. You have Shane Black's writing, which is honestly a curse word every other sentence. Hmm. Uh, and again, I'm not bad. I'm not mad at that. It's 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 his style. He's trying to be almost intentionally offensive right, with right. it. 
but it, it just fits so poorly that that's with the kid plot, that's with the soldier plot. Sure, fine on both of those, but that's with the government plot as well. It's like it's no one's serious. No one's even just there's there's nothing there. Yeah. You know, I think that's a good that's a good distinction to make. Yeah, yeah, or something to point out. That's good. Yeah, uh, the the kid perspective then is is as ridiculous as it sounds. Uh, I'm not trying to grill this kid as we've talked about many times with with kid performances, but it is uh, a, a an oddball. Uh, there is a heavy implication throughout this film that the, the, the child is autistic. And right off the back, one, it's a bit tasteless in the same script to have small, very small moments highlighting this and then have characters saying retard and you know and and different offensive things to right. it so it's a bit tasteless to like within the same the same script to be juggling these things and the fact that the film the plot actually tries to tie this into the predator story is absolutely asinine like it is so <laughs> bad <laughs> it is so bad uh, i of course can't speak for for parents or individuals that deal with this work or, or, or work with aut- autism to say if this is a welcome representation. But this goes back to the fact that this is a lowbrow, cursing, bloody slasher rated R film that they're trying to juggle a tasteful inclusion of autism. It like it just simply does not work. This is where I'm saying like yeah, this film is like that's for sure. 20 different things and trying to be so different, but just like, wow, it just fails so much in the execution and really if i had to boil it down my gut says that it is not going to be a meaningful inclusion of that uh plot plot summary or uh plot device or not because it's only one third of the plot if you want to make a right, story right. about that you it has to be the story to it like i said uh you know this is a mess uh, <laughs> i won't go on much more for it uh when i first watched this film i really didn't like it but i think i gave credit to you know how much we learn about the predator's intentions and and things like that and and as a fan i wanted to see that but i have to say i i i really it cemented my original outright hate of this film uh, upon rewatching it for this episode folks uh the film tries to be different and produces possibly the most generic movie ever made <laughs> which is like it's it's mind boggling <laughs> uh the action is a complete joke with zero stakes and if anything watching these together spotlight how much of a failure that is for the series and how we learn about the predator we're going to give the predator a 26 ooh okay that is a bad movie yeah that if there's stay anything, away, stay yeah, exactly. Away. If there's anything that is a stay away, it is it is this it is one. this is this movie. Yeah, and I it, would you say that that's well? Did you, wait, you said that Predator Two sometimes is even like referred worse than worse this? than this. Yes, no. In so, uh, listen, that's no. stupid. That's wrong. No, people, hey. are, people are just wrong on that one. <laughs> All right, so we're saying the Predator stay away, not needed. And because, you know, that's, that's one thing. For these films, there's no need. You can kind of jump around. Like, right, if you watch two and then you watch one. Oh, sure. It's still, like, fine. It's the same, you know, it's the same circumstances. Just different setting. Predator right, right. in... I mean, ideally start with one because it's yeah. great. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right, absolutely. right. But, yeah, it's not like you're following storylines where you can you can jump the Predator. You can go from Predators and mm-hmm. go to Prey, probably, and mm-hmm. you'll be all right. Absolutely. You won't, you're not missing anything. Yeah, you're, you're really not. And if anything, 
you know, there's for for this last entry, there is something to be said about only to watching the first one and then watching this one. Oh, as okay. Well, which we'll get to in a little bit. Okay, yeah. So before that, though, we're just going to quick remind people we are completely producer supported. We go with the value value model. Um, are you finding the podcast and the website valuable? Are you checking? Are you tuning in every week? And are you enjoying it? Are you getting into film more than you were about a year ago or something like that? Um, and are you know are you just having a good time here and learning something? If, are, you, if, are you hating my reviews? Yeah, hating the reviews. <laughs> I mean, and if so, you can go to the dailyratings.com. You can send in a donation of any amount of value, you know, whatever you're getting from it, and send it into us. You, you write in a note. We'll read it here uh, in the donation segment and give you a thanks and a shout out. And those of you who produce and are going to produce, you know, it's a real credit to your name. It's it's what's going to keep this going. We're young. We're just starting out. You know, if you can't donate anything, again, just get us in the conversation. Tell a friend. Tell a family member. Just tell somebody. Get get them listening. Get them get them enjoying. And we would love to grow this into something kind of special. Again, it's a value value model. Totally producer supported. And you can go to thedailyratings.com. Now we have one more. Here we are. We are in 2022. This is our new film. It's not in theaters, unless mm-hmm. in special release and something like that. But uh, No, I think it's all Hulu. Uh, yeah, it's Hulu release. This is just called Prey, mm-hmm. uh, belong, and it belongs in the Predator 5 yeah, film. Yeah, main line, yeah. yeah. So, even beating out AVP. Um, I don't know the director, but what do we get with Prey? And again, how do we return to this to make it fresh once again? Sure, sure. Uh, so uh, the sequel really no one saw coming uh, or, or really even asked for you know i mean after i think the yeah, predator so yeah things were things were dead in the dirt for the it's franchise four years later. yeah yeah, yeah they, you know, they were like we could not you know <laughs> we, we gotta try this one again uh the director here is of 10 cloverfield lane which i have never oh. seen um which is kind of a shame. I hear great things you about that. you never seen it? 10 Cloverfield Lane, no. I think I saw the original Cloverfield, but... Yeah. Which one is the one with John Goodman? Uh, that's Cloverfield Lane. Oh, yeah. okay. And, gotcha. and, and definitely like the only like actual excellent movie, people say, to to that franchise. Yes, it is a good movie, you know? yeah. yeah. Uh, so maybe a watch in the coming weeks. Uh, our setting pitch for The Predator this time is not only putting us back in the wilderness, but back in time, we follow a group of Comanche Native Americans in the 1700s interacting with this type of primal predator uh it's 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 cool uh honestly i I was not hating it my nerd brain maybe had a little bit of a problem with a spacefaring alien using older technology like the predator clearly has light speed travel but is using bone weapons (laughs) like it's a little yeah yeah yeah. but probably looks cool but yeah yeah yeah. it's it's an excuse to get another visual revamp of the predator which uh, honestly predators and the predator were obsessed with they were okay. really trying to you know maybe it's just toy sales or something like that you know i try to keep it fresh too yeah. just try to do something different i gotta keep my cynical brain uh, there's the nerd <laughs> brain there's the cynical brain you know <laughs> gotta keep that in check um i like this movie a lot though uh oh, wow. it is much slower much more quiet uh, but in that represents the change in name. It, this is very different as a film because of how it approaches more of a approaches more of a slow, tense action. Uh, it is, I would say, in the juggling act of 
action slasher horror survival maybe we drop a little bit of the action for thriller uh, and that in itself kind of okay. combines into horror as well uh, it's a refreshing take and i think a lot of this comes to actually having our first female lead uh, amber midthunder uh, and she plays a character called naru this is not the bravado of previous films naru's submissive role in story elements uh, her being a female in the tribe these are Native Americans, so there is a, a hunter-gatherer. There are actual designations of who is hunting, who is gathering. Okay. And and even, obviously, the predictable kind of slight she has as a character from other men. Uh, it, it's it's follow-through on in action, and I was fairly impressed with this. The Predator is more of a slasher creature than ever because... You know, he is stalking hopelessly underpowered. You know what I mean? At least Arnie had a machine gun. You know what I mean? They, yeah, they, you they... think that they would be <laughs> diminished to nothing very quickly. Right, right. This is it's, it's to the point of it being a joke. But the the first time in the series, it really changes how our main character interacts with that. A, a well-established rule of the Predator is it doesn't attack unarmed non-threats to it. It's, it's hunting oh, only that, what yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is worth hunting. Um, you know, there's a uh, a pride or, or or some sort of like hunter honor to that, and especially for the first one, uh, we see that in a a female character that that is incorporated into the plot. So I give a lot of credit to this story using that as a premise for a fresh take on things. You know, this is not let's have a female character for the sake of having a, a femme swap. This is using the rules of the Predator to create a fresh take on it. If anything, in more of a familiar setting, but a fresh take, you know, in how we interact with the character as the Predator. Okay, and I like that. And now, most importantly, if she's going to be our main and definitely on-screen percentage-wise the most, um, how was her acting? Uh, acting was good. Uh, I, I think uh, a lot of chatter online is definitely still criticizing this as femme swap, Mary Sue kind of you know usual criticism that comes sure. to a character like this. Uh, but I honestly, I really strongly disagree with that. I mean, I'm not saying that she's going to get an Oscar, but she brought a lot to the horror, the fear of this, and again, that plays to a more. You know, I mean, I guess we're all submissive to the to the predator, but right. you know, there there is she's not looking to really hunt this thing, and that changes and comp, uh, you know, kind of cascades in the storytelling itself. Okay, sure, yeah, okay. I think she sells the fear as well. Maybe that just kind of plays to a fundamental that usually in horror movies you want a female lead because they can sell, they can scream, you know, they can sell the horror <laughs> <laughs> to it. So. It's kind of just you know a, a, a kind of a better rule of thumb, but uh, I, I can't I can't be strong enough in the opposite of that opinion that this is just a soulless uh, femme swap. If anything, like we covered with Ocean's Eight, uh, you know, on the special we posted, yeah. Yeah, 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 you know, this stays true to the franchise by creating a story around the rules of the creature. One specific rule that we all know with the credit with the predator or fans of the franchise, and. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've been saying it all, uh, all, <laughs> all episode, folks. I mean, that is how you make a sequel. You're taking the fundamentals uh, of what this movie is about, this franchise is about, which is the rules of the creature. And guess what? We're creating a story around it. Can, can I have a question? Sure. As far as the predators and how they kind of look and f how they felt in this film, mm -hmm. and you're saying how there's like a little bit more primitive 
I don't know, weapons and everything like He's that. Got, like bone armor. And Were they any representative of like the bad guys in Bone Tomahawk? <laughs> uh, you know what I mean. You know I'm asking. Certainly that not question. as gruesome as. Uh, okay. and I think that's odd to say because you know Bone Tomahawk. Was, was, whoa, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know why I would ask that question? Oh, like it, for sure, because it kind of has that same feeling. They kind of look mm-hmm. almost similar. Mm-hmm. They're quick. They're fast. They're, yeah, they're just like they're killers. And, oh yeah. But no, not you. No. And, and if anything, credit to Bone Tomahawk. I mean, I'm not even like a huge fan of that film, but no, that's yeah. a much scarier film than this film <laughs> could ever be, <laughs> just for how crazy that is. Okay, you know? all right, just saying. Yeah. Now, uh, where I will criticize is other actors' performances here. Uh, a lot of supporting Comanche actors just kind of seem like bros. Uh, the dialogue also comes off very modern, which is something that took me out. I mean, if you're going to make this... Uh, have a time period of the 1700s or, or you know uh, sure. earlier mid I forget what it what it is you know yeah I think it's, I think it's basically 300 years ago yeah. basically is what they're going yeah. for so be more uh, authentic exactly yeah yeah it really took me out of the film multiple times which is uh, it's just shame because I was enjoying a lot of this film okay. I liked the slower tone I liked the more tense action I liked the the female perspective to it so also kind of a good and bad thing but it's something I definitely have to note is. Uh, uh, also, uh, the action is very video gamey in its approach. There is there's a speed to the action. There's also an inconsequentialness to some of the action. For instance, Naru has a hatchet on a rope, and it and it feels just way too quick how she can whip it back and forth. It was like Scorpion from Mortal Kombat okay. or something. <laughs> um, there's also like this mystical berry medicine, which just feels like bad Hollywood writing, but also bad video game writing is yeah. too. You know, like. This berry medicine just solves everything where... Okay, yeah. In the like, reality, they, someone get gashed, they're just dying back then. Right. You know? <laughs> There's no saving them. <laughs> right, you know? right. Berry medicine or otherwise. <laughs> berry medicine. Uh, but, you know, it's not terrible. You're going to get this with uh, with an action film, uh, but it might not fly for the audience looking for more realism. And certainly, I think this will play to the fans of the franchise that are Predator 1 or bust, uh, and the realism of Predator 1 or bust. Um, and I think that's where maybe some of the, again, the fan flacked uh hits this uh online i personally thought this hurt the realism by the implied bare bones setting and i was just i guess i was expecting more savageness i mean just something so simple as sure um a you know one of the native americans getting injured you know i kind of really wanted to be like okay that's that's all it is you know can't do anything about it where berry medicine is rubbed on them and maybe they survive or maybe they're stabilized and it's just like what uh, in, in a bad if you guess what it's just like all right you know native americans comanche you know sure. herbal medicine right. but no it just you know, it really didn't sell it six inch gash through the through okay. the stomach you know yeah you know berry medicine you know. and that's what i mean i mean i think that I, I make note of it not even as a positive or negative. It's more of kind of a understand your own tolerance for those type sure. of plot devices yes. or, or writing devices. Uh, and that's I, a good point. Yeah, you know, I think that's just going to be a reality of the mixing of video games and and film. Um, it's just going to be more and more. You know, even even the writers in Hollywood, yeah. growing up with video games. I will, will say, I don't see Barry Medicine as video game. I see that as lazy writing. Okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, but I, but maybe Scorpion the, the, Hatchet. Yeah, you know. the, the visuals. Total, they could be pulling from some video games. Sure. I can understand that. Yeah. 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 Uh, A bit of a pro and con. I I think uh, cinematography is a big plus for me. It sells the slower focus this film has. 
And I think it's very polished how it looks. Uh, without a doubt, a 2022 release. I mean, this is a pretty sharp-looking film, um, Hulu or not, which, believe me, I'm not really in, in Hulu's camp. No, so, yeah. And I'm, the director I'm, also does some episodes of The Boys on Amazon, sure. which people love. Absolutely. So he's got some cred to him, mm-hmm, whether mm-hmm. Hulu does or not, yeah. Absolutely. However, there is A Black some... Mirror, too, by the way. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Oh, we went what to check this guy out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I think uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane is definitely going to be in the watch in the coming weeks because cool. uh, you know I- I've heard wonderful things about the film. So, uh, however, there is some really spotty CGI in this one, uh, uh. primarily with animals in the wilderness. It's odd. Uh, a lot of small beats of action put us in conflict with animals, and certainly that tells the story of Naru going from gatherer to hunter in kind of an arc but um yeah it's just the animals they just don't look good specifically a bear and a snake that is just like whoa it's really bad yeah it's like you're watching the jungle book all of a sudden yeah worse definitely worse uh, than the jungle really oh yeah so the money just probably was not like they i think so it's what it had to be you know they're they're already having to shoot in a you know in a in a wilderness location. I, I just think you know the CGI just was not a priority to it, and um, it's also a little bit of a criticism I have that the small beats of action are not with the predator; they are with animals and sometimes fake outs of that. Okay. Uh, we're expecting the predator; it, it turns out to be an animal. That in itself uh, is a little bit of a, a of an illustration of how. This film is much more of a slow, tense, thriller type of action horror uh, rather than being, you know, again, what one is, which is action film all the way through. You know, I mean, it is is gunfire constantly. As far as The Predator itself, kind of interesting tech. I didn't mention too much of the man in suit. Uh, Obviously, our original actor for the first two films is, is, is a big inclusion, and I want to make sure that he gets proper credit towards that. Uh, obviously, for Predators and The Predator, we have a mix of yucky CGI and some man suits. Uh, here, the the CGI with The Predator, I did not mind. It's actually a reverse of Finch that we covered a little bit ago, where Finch was uh, prosthetic head, CGI body. Mm. We have CGI head, real man in suit body. Uh, and I think it was a good mix. That's um, interesting, yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, it, this definitely plays into some of that video gamey arcade action, because... You know, again, it doesn't look quite great that we have this man in suit and fast, you know, CGI action being splashed in there. Uh, It doesn't translate too well. Uh, But I do want to applaud that, you know, a 2022 film with, you know, in the same movie we have bad CGI, that did not really succumb to the Predator itself. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, and I think that's that's important for it. Uh, overall, though, I thought this was a solid movie. Certainly, back to basics approach while giving a fresh take. Really, everything you want out of a sequel in a different way than Predator Two. But uh, obviously, <laughs> I'm in the outlier of that. <laughs> I, I also want to give some bonus points to a and a Comanche dub that's available on Hulu, which is pretty awesome. I mean, I mean, I don't know. It's I don't know what value it has towards the rating. Only. Check it out for a brief amount of time, but 
good on them. I, I think that's kind of cool, you know, that they're doing a... Yeah, they didn't want to uh, catch flack, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you think it's like a... a, a they a would business get... mood, yeah. Really? I guess that uh, didn't yeah, even occur to me. Yeah. That's yeah. all it's about. That's but true. good for them, they did it, you know. Well, I, at least my praise for it, I think it's more of a cool move. I actually did not even uh, it is consider cool. that. As you know me, that's all I... That's how, I, no, that's how but, my brain goes, yeah. But that you, you, you're probably right. Uh, I, I definitely agree with that there, so maybe we'll, we'll clock it back. Bonus points for move. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it, it's I don't know. It, it's cool brownie points, uh, inconsequential to the uh, to the to the the overall rating. My fear, folks, is that the success of this film, and it is getting a lot of success critically and and also by fans, it will obviously spawn more sequels, and that will erode at the novelty of this entry, this bare bonesness, this return to simplicity of you know trying to be Predator One. But watching these all together, I I still you know. If anything, I really appreciated watching the entire franchise through because I believe that will show that this film has every right to be a main entry story despite the name change. Uh, maybe even more than the films with Predator actually in their name. We're going to go ahead and give Prey a 70 on the dot. Oh, wow. 70. Very good score. And I think I think a surprise for you and a surprise for most people yeah. who sees a random new Predator movie out on Hulu. Mm-hmm. You can only imagine how bad it's going to be. But a 70, that's a very, very respectable score. Absolutely. That's getting into the, you know, pretty damn good movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So how refreshing and nice that to kind of cap off with that as mm-hmm. well. And mm-hmm. a new take on it, I think it's kind of an interesting premise, you know? Yeah. I, don't, I don't hate that at all. Yeah, uh, and uh, I think... You know, uh, say what you will about the average quality for Hulu, you know, actual film releases. Sure. But um, again, uh, this is getting a lot of praise. I think Hulu is going to lean in heavy to this IP uh, and probably going to get a lot of sequels, uh, which I'm yeah, hoping we'll see how in goes. hindsight this film holds up its novelty because yeah. it, is, it is very interesting and I like it quite a bit. One respect thing that I have for these movies. So all these movies are rated R, by the way, we yep. should know. Yep. And the first, third, and fourth Predator movies are all mm. an hour and 47 minutes. Oh, yes. Predator 2 is an hour and 48 minutes. Okay. Um, and the only one that really strays from it is Prey, which is a quick, zippy hour and 39. That's great. But they're all That's extremely great. similar. They're all rated R, and it's, I think, purposely, of course. Yep. But kind of nice. You know, you're in and you're out. If it's bad, at least you don't have to stick around for too long. <laughs> right. Looking at these scores, Finn, uh, do you want to add anything or are we rolling credits here? No, no. I, I mean, you know, I, I, I love I love the Predator franchise. This was a delight to do. Uh, That's delight cool, yeah. to cover. Uh, it, was, it was honestly awesome watching all these films. And if anything, I suggest, you know, of the ones of my reviews that maybe pique your interest, watch them all together. Maybe, maybe marathon this, you know, if anything to those short run times, you know, I mean, this is... Or if anything, just maybe skip out on two of them <laughs> right you know because really if you want to watch three yeah if you want to watch one two and then f- film five mm-hmm. go for it yeah or to hulu's delight probably just uh, a uh, you know predator one and then jump right into pl- yeah. uh, right into prey so <laughs> all right Vin, thanks so much for watching all these predators for us folks at home we're going to run it back one more time here we have predator with an 82 percent predator two with a 78 predators with a 45 the predator with a 26 and finally prey with a 70 percent we thank you so much all for listening and we'll see you next week on the daily ratings podcast you enjoyed the podcast if you would give us a good rating or tell a friend about us if you're wondering if a film is worth a watch or just like to see more movie ratings from vince 
be sure to stop by thedailyratings.com, where we have our ever-expanding catalog of films. Also, if you found value in the podcast or our site, become a producer and go to the Donations tab on thedailyratings.com. You can donate whatever amount of value you feel you received from us. We're looking to build this into something large and great, but also be independent from those corporate sponsors. So we greatly appreciate any support from you all. So thanks so much, and we'll see you next time on the Daily Ratings Podcast. Thank you.